Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Spotlight On. And in this Spotlight On, I've got a very special, beautiful guest, Cynthia Adai Robinson. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm great. I'm excited <laughs> that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. Happy and we've to got be here. a lot of things to talk about. Let's start off with uh, you're currently in uh, Texas Rising. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about Texas Rising. Um, well, we uh, are a five part miniseries and we started on Memorial Day weekend and uh, our first four parts have have aired already on the History Channel and we have our finale uh, for the entire um, series uh, this upcoming Monday. Okay. Um, but uh, Texas Rising is is about a very specific time in Texas's history, and um, I was really excited and honored to get to play the part of the the Yellow Rose of Texas, which is a, a phrase or a, a folklore that many people have heard of but don't know a lot about. And um, the the great thing about the miniseries is, you know, we're at the end of the day, we're, we're mm-hmm. telling a story, we're dramatizing events. So we have a little bit of leeway to tell the story our way. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily, uh, you know, 100 percent, 100 percent factually. Of course, All it's there. TV. <laughs> it's TV, yeah. So you know, we we do a good job of kind of dramatizing it to to get the audience in a in an emotional place, and um, and yeah, the reception's been really great, and and um, it's been really cool to just kind of hear people's reactions to it, but. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to to work on and be a part of. Yay! Um, and by the way, I forgot to mention my name. I think because I got so excited. <laughs> I'm Kaori Takei. So there you go. But um, so you have you're concluding this five part miniseries this Monday. Yes. Is there anything that you can like? What can the viewers expect with this finale coming hmm. up? Um, well, you know, we've had a pretty dense story so far, and and. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head where the fourth part of the miniseries kind of uh, cuts off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the main battle, which is the Battle of San Jacinto, which is a turning point uh, during the Texas Revolution, we've kind of seen that all play out. And uh, my character has this story arc um, where a very important part of her journey uh, almost kind of ends in that battle as well. Okay. Um, because she's trying to get revenge for her brother's death. And, and we sort of see a large part of that story 
um, with uh, my character and the character of Santa Ana, who's played by Olivier Martinez. Um, he's great. So he's lovely. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Um, and so we see a lot of that play out in the fourth uh, episode. So the last episode kind of just ties up a lot of the loose ends. And, okay. Um, you know, you see a lot of storylines resolving and, and yeah. All right. Um, so you play Emily West, the Yellow Rose. Uh, yes. A little bit about your character and how do you relate to that person? Hmm. Um, well, the character, you know, in the very beginning of the miniseries, we see her in a really bad way. Um, and she's basically introduced in this world. Um, at the Alamo, and it's at the fall of the Alamo, so you know there's kind of death and destruction all around, and we are watching her as she witnesses her brother Jupiter mm-hmm. um, murdered at the hands oh. of Santa Anna. Yeah. Um, so it's a really kind of intense moment, and you know, uh, like I remember when we shot it, it's it's a very sort of broken down version of this woman. Um, and over the course of the miniseries, you really see her kind of change. And um, so, yeah, the beginning starts off pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but this event, the murder of her brother, really is the catalyst for her whole story going forward. And so you mainly see her two relationships in this movie, one with Sam Houston, who's paid, uh, played by Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And then, again, this... Uh, not quite a relationship, but, you know, she has this dynamic with Santa Ana because she essentially infiltrates the Mexican army. Yeah. So she can plot her revenge against this man who she witnessed at the Alamo order the, the execution of her brother. So there's a lot of kind of danger and intrigue. Sounds like and, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's it's cool to get a role where you have all these different colors to play and you know, I like to think of her as a, a survivor, but she's also a seductress and she's a spy and and she's That's all cool. these things wrapped into one character. So you really get to see the progression yeah. over the course of the story. And um, yeah, it was an exciting, you know, role to, to get a chance to be in a Western, which. Yeah, it's like a historical period piece. Yeah, yeah. Lo- I love doing period work because it's like, you know, you get all sorts of fun costumes mm-hmm. and, you know, we were shooting on location in Mexico and we really had that environment to work with, and it really brought the story to life. It was almost like another character, um, and our cast was down there for five months. Um, so, you know, having that experience, too, of living in Mexico and, and working. and I heard you got more fluent in Spanish because of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've taken, you know, when you take Spanish in, like, middle school and high school, yeah. and, and then you don't use it for years and years, but it's kind of still implanted somewhere in in the back of your brain and so um yeah that was kind of nice actually i mean i realized once i landed and i started hearing spanish all around me i was like oh man i gotta i gotta remember how to say some stuff because i'm gonna have to use it but um yeah it was like you know when you do study abroad it was almost like that it's like an immersion experience so when you're hearing it every day and then when you have to kind of force yourself to use it because you have to, like, Survive. order food. <laughs> yeah, just, like, basic things like ordering your lunch or, you know, just getting around town. Yeah. Um, it was – I mean, I enjoy stuff like that. So That's hopefully, cool. Nobody, hopefully no one quizzes me because every time they're like, oh, let's hear some Spanish. I'm well, like – you're lucky. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, yeah. so you can say anything. I'm like, oh, that was so good. That was so I'm cool. like, you know, I'm good. I'm good in the moment. But, you know, on demand, it's like a little, a little bit of pressure. Yeah, sometimes people put you on the spot. Can you say something? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so um, you are originally from – 
England, right? Mm-hmm. So, and so obviously you've been to Mexico and England. What are other places you would love to travel to and why? Oh, man, I have a big travel list because I'm always just like looking for the next place, looking for the next adventure. Yeah, yeah. Um, on my list right now is, is Cuba. I'm, I'm like dying to, to go before you start seeing like real changes. And I've had a few friends who've recently gone and they have all these interesting observations and, and they say there's a lot of beauty and there's also a lot of, it's an interesting place. It's a mix of, you know, things that are hard to see and also this mm-hmm. kind of like aged beauty. But, um, you know, Cuba just really kind of fascinates me right now. Um, I'm really curious about uh, a lot of countries in Africa. Yeah, um, me too. South Africa, um, Morocco. Yeah, I feel like traveling is really, really important to just really go out there and see how different it is um, versus here, you know? Yeah. yeah, well, and I feel like for me, I use all of that information. As an actor, it's really important to kind of see how people just live day to day. And, you know, almost like an anthropologist, like when you're kind of just plunked in some country and you can kind of observe your surroundings and see how people move about their city or their town. Mm. Um, I'm always really interested in that. I think I always have been. And I like the idea that instead of feeling like a tourist somewhere that I try to kind of just blend seamlessly. It's not always easy if you if you kind (laughs) of look obviously like you're not from a place. But I love feeling like I can just kind of blend into a city, blend into a place. Oh, that's cool. And, that's a cool and, thought. Yeah. Yeah. I try. Sometimes you can't blend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so you just did this historical piece and, you know, you've done a lot of roles. What would be your dream role if you can go back in time and be any historical figure? And who would be your co-star? Mm. Um, that's a tough one. Go back in time. So first person um, that pops out of your head. Well, I had thought of like Cleopatra. Like I would oh, love to do something like that. You would be an awesome Cleopatra. That would be a really cool sort yeah. of uh, uh, thing to explore. Who would be your Mark Antony? Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so many so many talented people. Yeah, right. um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I love I love that era, and then also like. You know, like the Harlem Renaissance and that, I mean, you know, that's been done many times cinematically, but I would love to be like a, you know, like a a song chanteuse and, you know, like lie on the piano and do that whole thing. You sound like you know a lot about history. I mean, that's good. I'm glad yeah. it is. <laughs> I mean, it sound like that. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. really awesome. Um, so you're also Amanda Waller on Arrow. I'm a huge fan of Arrow. Yeah. Um, and I heard Mark uh, well, Guggenheimer. I forget his last name. Yeah, yeah. Mark Guggenheimer. Yeah. yeah, I got it right. Um, <laughs> he said that we can expect possibly, you know, more Amanda Waller in season four. Yeah. Um, so you definitely would be down to continue that is there anything you can say oh yeah well i mean they're they're on a break right now mm-hmm. so everybody's kind of enjoying their hiatus and and gearing up for a fourth season yeah and, um, you know if mark guggenheim says i'm back for season four then i guess i can you know say that as well and and i i enjoy working on the show and being part of that universe i mean yeah it's i love that the cw has really kind of come into its own with all of the dc comics uh stories that they're telling and i feel like arrow pretty much paved the way for that comeback without a doubt yeah, yeah i mean you know without arrow you couldn't have the flash you mm-hmm. couldn't have legends of tomorrow and 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 I think it's brought a new audience to the CW. Mm-hmm. And I'm always surprised at uh, the different people who say that they watch Arrow. It's a really diverse audience, which I really love, yes. actually. 
Um, and, you know, it's it's a fun thing to be part of. You know, now that comic books are so, so big, mm-hmm. kind of feels like, you know, at some point you got you to gotta have that in your repertoire. You got to be doing something that's comic book related. Yeah. And this just happens to be a... Uh, you know, the first one that I got to be part of. Well, Amanda Waller is, you know, a really big deal. And every time we watch her, she's still like this mysterious uh, woman. She's kind of an antagonist, but she's a good guy, too. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, yeah, on the surface, she seems antagonistic most of the time she is. Um, but I never think of her as a villain. You know, she just kind of is a by any means necessary type of chick. And I like the fact that so far, you know, it, it has been very mysterious as far as her background mm-hmm. and, and anything else that's not related to her work and her missions. You know, we haven't really seen the other stuff. and That's why we're hoping for Yeah, my, more. I mean, my dream scenario <laughs> would be to kind of see more of that and, and flesh her out a little bit. But, um, you know, I've, I've done some fun episodes and, and they had started to kind of introduce some Suicide Squad stuff. Yes. And obviously they're turning that into a huge feature film. So, um, you know, it's it's really cool that for people who were fans of that back in the day, because these are stories that have been around for for a few decades mm-hmm. now. So for people who have been fans for a long time, I think it's cool for them to see these stories brought to life. And for people who are new to the stories, you know, they're really enjoying it. And, and again, they keep expanding yeah. the universe. So that's that's awesome. And, um, you know, you've been on Spartacus as well and CSI, NCIS, all that stuff. Um, and you have, you know, a couple co-stars that you see again and again and again. Does it make it easier to work with them when you see them on different sets like Manu Bennett, Katrina Law? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, like, you know, so a lot of my Spartacus co-stars... Um, you know, we obviously have a lot of fans uh, yeah. in the Arrow writers' room and producers' <laughs> room, and they've welcomed us uh, with open arms to to Arrow and Flash as well. Um, and a lot of times, we actually don't get to do scenes with one another. So, you know, for for the many seasons that that Arrow's been running, I've actually never worked with Manu on Arrow. Um, oh, but have you seen them? Crossing you know, paths? sometimes not even really? that. You know, it's like we're we're kind of on different schedules, mm-hmm. and and you know, I've seen Katrina a few times uh, when we're up in Vancouver. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's it's nice to feel like everybody is moving forward, and and Spartacus was such a significant job for many of us. Um, it was certainly life changing for me uh, professionally and personally. Yeah. So to kind of continue moving forward and and see what other people are up to is always really satisfying it also is a nice kind of confirmation of hey you know we're we're all in this together we're doing this and and you know people are enjoying seeing us pop up here and there so i i always love running into those guys it's like a little reunion it is it is and you know when you do those big location jobs you know we shot spartacus in new zealand we were on the other side of the world for months at a time Mm -hmm. And that tends to bring casts closer together. I think sure. sometimes you can film something at home, and when you're done at work, everybody kind of goes to their houses and goes to their go to, go to their separate lives. When you're on location, you know that 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 is your kind of built-in friend That's network. Cool. So you know the Spartacus cast, we still all see each other for birthdays and you know for various mm-hmm. you know goings on in people's lives. And and even with Texas Rising too, you know, we were down in Mexico for five months. 
Um, so we had a lot of, you know, concentrated time together. Um, so that kind of creates a certain kind of bond. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I always am really happy to see, to see any of those guys. Were well, there any goofballs in the behind the scenes of Texas Rising filming? Oh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. I mean, you know, what's, I don't know how this has happened, but somehow I've ended up on these, gigs where it's very uh male heavy you know it's a lot of dudes (laughs) and then myself and maybe like a couple other girls um which is which is fun which is great i mean all these guys you know they're playing all these rough and tumble (laughs) characters and they're you know in real life they're all sweethearts and and teddy bears but they're all pretty goofy too i mean i think you're pretty you know strong on your own right yeah you know well you gotta hold your own In, in a situation like that I mean, you know, sometimes people mistake a quiet person for somebody who, you know, won't kind of stand up for themselves. Are so, you saying you're quiet? I'm pretty quiet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I am definitely more of a an observer, somebody who's very, like, focused and concentrating. And that's just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not really wacky and I'm not, you know like a big big I'm, I'm i forget what they call it it's like you know like the introvert extrovert, oh, yeah or you know whatever it is but i i tend to be way more laid back and um yeah like, i mean that's just that's just how i am and how i've always been and i leave it to other people to kind of you know so you watch people the, <laughs> yeah i like you know i kind of which i think makes people nervous sometimes because <laughs> they feel like i'm like you know kind of like watching for something and I'm, I'm really not like I'm just kind of taking it all in but uh yeah like the the group down in Mexico was they were like wonderful and and we had a lot of um it was kind of like a summer camp vibe just That's the way fun. it was set up you know we all yeah. stayed in the same hotel you know we were doing things like horseback riding and you know going to oh, cool. taking like trips to like the the the, the equivalent of the state fair because yeah. you know we were in Mexico but so there there were lots of things like that and lots of pictures lots of you know crazy nights that shall remain <laughs> down in Mexico okay <laughs> fair enough so yeah that's cool um now I'm brave. Oh, well any any other comic book heroes or antagonists that you would love to play hmm I mean, you know, it's interesting because, like, I, even though I'm working on a, a comic book uh, series, mm-hmm. I myself am not, you know, uh, a, a hero or, you know, I don't wear a costume. Sure. I don't do Would anything like, like that. Well, I definitely have memories. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, start any rumor or say that this is happening, but like, you know, I definitely did the like Wonder Woman spin in my living room. I mean, like, Hot. I think for, you know, when, when I was younger and there weren't many female comic book heroes yeah. or like really established characters, you know, you just kind of had the few. You had Wonder Woman, you had Supergirl. I mean, off the top of my head, um, you know, sometimes you had like some like female sidekicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely used to watch, uh, the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Yeah, of course. And like put, you know, aluminum foil on my wrists and like tie a blanket around my neck and spin around the living room. <laughs> I had That's that moment. That's crazy cool. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I like the idea of, um, you know, doing something in the comic book world and maybe doing something a little more physical. I mean, I did a lot of my own stunt work on Spartacus, which was a first for me. I read that. And um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I don't think I ever would have envisioned myself, like, getting into it like that. But Did I, they ask you, like, can 
Did they ask you or? You know, they got lucky because they never really, it, you know, when I started out on Spartacus, the where my character was, I was, uh, you know, they've kind of found me in the mud. Mm-hmm. And there was this huge arc where I eventually became a female gladiator. And, and then suddenly I had all these sword skills and I was in there with the guys. But in the beginning, I mean, I remember even the description and the audition. It was all just kind of very simple mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know how these roles are going to evolve um, but I do remember Stephen DeKnight uh, the creator of the show when I kind of had my final sit down with him before I got the job he kind of mentioned it it was like you know you're gonna you're eventually gonna be a badass you're gonna <laughs> be this like gladiator I'm like okay yeah 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 cool cool not really, you know, thinking beyond like, oh, I just really want to get this job. What an experience. Um, yeah, so it turned out to be this, you know, just incredible um, situation where I tapped into something that maybe I didn't even realize I had. You know, it's one of those things that you don't realize until you're asked to do something if you actually can do it mm-hmm. and you're not really like thinking about you know I, I never thought about like doing my own stunts you know that but, just seemed like I'm, no one was ever going to hire me for a part like that so I just didn't give it much thought And but now is that in your arsenal and now you're like alright I'm going to do more stunts if I can it's in my arsenal but yeah I mean it's like th- there are like the true true stunt people sure. and the true um, actors who really have that physicality I think I have it and then I have you know great stunt people <laughs> <laughs> do like the really hard stuff, the big falls mm-hmm. and the big kicks and jumps. But there is something to be said about it definitely amplifies the acting. You know, mm-hmm. when you have to put a physicality to a character, you know, when I had to run into like crowds when we would do these battle scenes in Spartacus and you'd have your sword and you'd have to run into yeah. a sea of men. I mean, that's real. And your heart's like going for oh real. Gosh. So there were a lot of situations like that where it was absolutely terrifying for me in the moment. But there was like this big adrenaline kick where it was like, well, you know, you kind of can't half do it. You have to fully of course. commit at that point. And you it know. shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was really proud of that, that show and, and, and it still endures. I mean, people still come up to me and say like, oh, like Spartacus, I love Spartacus. Mm-hmm. And, and they finally put it on Netflix for a period. It actually wasn't available on Netflix. So if you hadn't seen it on stars, it was not the easiest show to get a hold of. And then they finally added the whole series to, to Netflix. So Is it I Netflix think, now? yeah, cool. as of February, I believe. So I think even now people who, you know, hadn't gotten to the show, are still just now getting to it. So, I mean, I still get stopped and, and people will still mention it. So I'm sure for various reasons, people stop you. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> a nice feeling, you know, like I, nowadays it's like, there are a couple other things that people might stop me for. So it's always kind of like funny to, to try and guess where someone is going to be right, right. like, you know, what show they yeah. think I'm from. And then sometimes they're like, think I'm totally someone else, which or they I just, just think go. you're a pretty girl at the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. All of those things are positive. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, are there any hobbies that you have outside of acting and learning to do stunts and traveling? And- um, I feel like I've been mentioning this a lot in interviews, so it seems like I just had this one thing. But I do genuinely love it. I, I do a lot of karaoke. Like, I'm a big karaoke. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, like, I mean, that is my thing. Like, so are you a good singer or are you a karaoke singer? I think I'm a good singer. Okay. I think I'm a good singer, and I enjoy doing karaoke with other people who really get into it. I mean, it might be the thing of... I think sometimes as a performer, I take it for granted that it is not uh, a big stretch to, mm-hmm. you know, 
get up in front of either like a room, like a private room, or like a whole bar. Yeah, and Those sing are different. a song. They are very different, <laughs> but I enjoy both of them. And I, and I happen to have other friends, most of whom are actors. Um, that I guess we're just kind of natural born performers. Like we enjoy not only do not only do we enjoy it for ourselves, but there's something to be said about there's like an energy in a room. You know, when there's an audience and people are like into it, yeah, like being that's, positive and rooting. Yeah, you on. like I, I like that. I mean, sometimes people are like, "Oh my god, karaoke!" But like, you know, I don't sing, I can't sing, and it's like, well, that's not really the point. The point is just to kind of like have this moment. I think of it almost like telling a story. You know, what's your karaoke go to song? That's the thing. I don't, I don't really have like a go to. Like, I mean, <laughs> I have like. Uh, I don't want to like brag, and I uh, and I also don't want to overstate it, but I almost have like encyclopedic knowledge of like a lot Ooh. of random obscure music, and so a lot of times me and my friends will go, like we'll go to you know wherever, we'll get the karaoke book out, we'll flip through, and it's totally like what am I in the mood to sing? That's cool. Um, and then we'll like jump in on harmony. We'll do duets. Oh, I mean, wow. this is like you know, it's a little excessive. It got real. Uh, yeah, it it's and real. I and I probably I think for <laughs> like any friend that was like, yeah, I'll come along. Like if they weren't at that level, they would probably be freaked out and be like, oh my god, this is too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know when I started out in theater, like my my first interest in theater and acting, all of that was musical theater. Mm. You know, in school, I would do like the musicals, like the spring musical, and and then I started really getting into it. And I would go to the library and I would check out like soundtracks to musicals. And so for the longest time, I thought I wanted to to do Broadway and and sort of go on that path. You still can. I still can. That's true. It's it's never too late. Yeah. Um, which is which is. I mean, I think I would be like terrified to do it for a Broadway audience, but I also think it would be a great challenge and and it is something that I enjoy very much. I mean music is a very very big part of my life even though I don't do the music part professionally. I have music going constantly in my yeah. car, you know, first thing in the morning, radio's on. I'm singing all the time. I'm singing in my car every day. So when I really sit and think about it, it really is actually like a very important uh part of my life and also informs a lot of my acting too i think Hmm. a lot of my acting work i do end up using a lot of music listening to music and kind of evoking whatever the mood or you know emotion is from that it sounds like music is really important to you it is yeah Yeah, that's cool have you ever thought about um making an album I mean, <laughs> you're like I'm going to make an album. Yeah, I think it's something like fun to do to, ch- to challenge myself. Yeah. You know, because I, I really have a lot of respect for musicians because it is very vulnerable to perform music. I'm sure somebody would say the same thing about it's vulnerable to be in front of a camera and and yeah. you know. I'm sure even if you wanted to do one YouTube video with you singing, it would just hit millions and millions. I, I mean, I just feel like I'm sure there will be a moment where maybe it can no longer be contained and, yeah. and something in me says, you know what, I really want to do this and, and try it for real and let me find some collaborators and, and go for it. But I'm still a bit shy, I think, with that That's stuff. That's so hard to believe. I, I get it. I get it. I'm also, yeah. I'm also naturally super shy, too. But here I am. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you're, you talk about Broadway. What would be your dream role on Broadway? 
Oh my gosh. Um, my dream role on Broadway. That's a hard one. You, you did Annie as a little I girl. I did Annie. Yeah. Before, before Willow Smith, before Quivangene. That's right. It was like the original Black Annie in Maryland. Um, uh, you know, well, when I lived in New York, one of my like first sort of money jobs, my first survival job, I used to work at uh, Studio 54 when it was a theater. Mm. And it was when Cabaret was on Broadway. Mm. They just did the same revival this past year um, with Michelle Williams and Alan Cumming and Emma Stone actually yeah, did as well. Big names. And so I worked in that theater and I worked and saw Cabaret yeah. for like a good four or five years. I wow. worked at this theater. It was a great job. It was great to kind of be in that environment. So you must know all about Cabaret. I know Cabaret backwards and forwards. I was a cocktail waitress in the theater. That was my job to like wow. serve drinks to the patrons. And um and I love that role of Sally Bowles. Like it's they're just great songs. Like I love those like old Kandernab like big belty numbers and and um yeah, like I, I like yeah. that role. I don't know if I'm like totally right for it, but hey, I mean, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why not? So before we go, I also read that you recently joined Instagram and something along the lines that Instagram's nicer. What do you mean by nicer than Twitter? Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, you know, I've been on Twitter longer than I've been on Instagram. I joined Twitter, uh, I think during the maybe it was right after the first season of Spartacus okay I was really hesitant just because I thought well you know I don't know if I have like all that much to say but it seems like this is what people are doing oh, people now people want to hear you talk yeah so it's like alright well let's let's try it and it just so happened that the the show that I was working on Spartacus was a, is a really intense show mm-hmm. really aggressive a lot of heightened violence and sexuality and, and all of these things which I think for the fan base they really love all that stuff um, and and it's a show that has a very impassioned uh, following. And the character that I was playing was doing some really kind of out there, left of center stuff. And so, you know, you have to remember that on the other end of uh, uh, an actor's Twitter account is a human being. I know, people forget that. People do forget that. And so, you know, there you are in the morning checking your email and you know, eating your breakfast and getting messages like, you know, die, you blah, blah, blah. That's terrible. Yeah, you know, I was just getting stuff that felt really unnecessarily vicious, and I know it was toward the character, but it didn't change the fact that it was, like, popping up in my email. It can ruin your day. Yeah, it's it's stuff that I just think, wow, okay. And, And I think it's particularly harsh for women. I think people go there when they want to kind of say nasty things to to a woman, mm-hmm. they really take it in this really unnecessarily ugly place. Even like sexual stuff? Just all, all of it. Stuff, yeah. You know, just all the stuff. And it's like, that was my introduction to Twitter. That was yeah. like that was like the early days. It's gotten better, I'm sure. Um, yeah, now it's now it's you know mostly positive. But again, you know, I think it's potentially a trap. By the way, it can be a trap as an actor to hear nothing but praise and hear you're the best, you're the mm-hmm. best, we love you, everything you're doing is amazing. And it can also be a mental trap to hear put downs yeah. and 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 so for me, it had it's about kind of finding the balance or been trying to find that balance because it's a great platform and it's a great way mm-hmm. to reach a lot of people. And I know people are curious to, to hear, you know, what I'm up to. Oh yeah. So yeah. I try to do it in a way that's healthy for me. 
Um, and so sometimes that means like I'm off for a little bit because I'm working or because yeah. I'm living my life. I mean, I can't can't be on it like 24 7 but at least you know that it's actually me and you're, you're enjoying instagram <laughs> instagram is fun because you know that's <laughs> visual um you know I, I feel like that kind of slice of life thing people seeing like your your interests and the places you're traveling that that part i actually enjoy sharing the kind of visual part of it um yeah and yeah i mean that i think there's less of that vitriol and less of the kind of those types of comments, uh-huh. you know, because with Twitter, somebody can kind of write a nasty comment and include your handle. So you're going to see it, you know, yeah, even if sucks. they don't mean to direct it to you, like they add your handle in there and they can just kind of write whatever they would like. I mean, I just had that happen the other day and it, and I... I had to really hesitate. I thought, you know, there's this part of me that wants to respond and just really kind of let this person have it. And I thought, you know, in some ways when somebody is kind of taking it out on on me mm-hmm. or, you know, my avatar or however you want to look at it, I, I suppose I, I have to accept that that is kind of the the place that we're at in society. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And I have to kind of just put that to the side because it's so easy to just start engaging mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a Twitter war. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. So Instagram is just like lighter and happier. And I don't think people are really on there in that same way, especially because, you know, again, if it's image based, if your face is on there, I think you're less inclined to kind of be a troll. You know, Twitter, yeah. you can kind of hide and it's less That's about... True you know your what you visually who you visually are mm-hmm. in instagram you kind of have to i mean you don't have to show yourself necessarily but i think because people tend to have more pictures of themselves they're less likely to be trolling and, yeah. and saying disgusting things so so far so far so good you okay. know i mean I, i'm kind of enjoying it now but you know maybe down the road i'm like ah, i'm like you know onto something else well or, hopefully not for a while yeah you know, no we'll it's see still, more pictures of you and your travels yeah, and stuff. i mean if people are into it yeah. you know it's like you never really know what what people are are into on that stuff on you know like instagram or anything like that but most importantly as long as you have fun yeah i think like i said it's healthy balance and Mm. and i think i'm putting positive things out into the world i think that's the other thing it's like if it's all positive and and that's what you have to put out there i think that's kind of what i'm about yeah and well why don't you tell your our viewers where they can find you on instagram and twitter yes okay so (laughs) on twitter it is at cynthia adai rob all one word. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, it is at Cynthia Adai Robinson. And thank you so much for stopping over thank here at you. After Buzz TV. You're Thanks. just, she's even prettier in person, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, my goodness. It's, it's amazing. Aww. And you can find me at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S. That's Kaorius on Instagram as well as Twitter. Be nice to us, guys. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, so thank you so much. And congratulations with all your successes. Thank and you. you guys be sure to tune in to Texas Rising's final episode this coming Monday on yes. History. Yes. All right. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 